Welcome to the First Apostolic Church Podcast. Our church mission is to love as God loves, showing compassion to every soul, thus winning those souls and equipping them to be sent out to plant and to harvest. Thank you for joining us today, and we hope that you are blessed by today's podcast. Give it to the Lord. Come on, it belongs to Him tonight. Hallelujah, it belongs to the Lord tonight. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. That song Sister Rhonda just sung came up this morning. My wife and I, and I don't know, we were sitting and listening to music this afternoon, singing. This thing come in my mind again. And I began to think of all the people in our church that needs a miracle. And the truth is, I really didn't even know who sung it. I knew I'd heard it, but I didn't remember who sung it. Sorry, Ron, I didn't even remember. And uh, my wife told me who sang it, so I called and asked her if she would sing it for me. And she said, yes. I know without a shadow of a doubt that there's some that's standing in our presence right now that needs a miracle. And you don't know, don't know when or don't know how. You're not sure if it's even going to make it. But I want you to know it could be on its way right now. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. You can be seated a minute. I I don't know. I just I'm gonna obey the Lord, but I don't wanna get in no hurry. I'm gonna take my time. Hallelujah. My family knows, my wife knows, a few of you know. I've battled ever since I've had my heart surgery. I've battled ministering. It's been a big battle. And it seems like it was just, couldn't get over it. And last year, I thought, well, we've got it about whipped. And felt a couple good times at home and went out and ministered and felt good and preached home church after I come back and felt good. And then this thing just hit me again. And it's been up until just the last week or two, really, that it's, it seems like that God has come on the scene and, and doing some things. And I thank I thank all of you for your prayers. I thank my, my pastor, my son, that's, that's helped me because I've went to him and I've talked to him about it. I've talked to my wife about it. And uh, amen, I, I, I feel like God is doing something. And, I, and, and this scripture that I'm about to read tonight, uh, I was sitting at my desk the other day and and I don't know, I just turned through and this scripture just kind of hit me and I've read it time after time and I've preached on words that's in this message. And uh, Sister Sarah, I'm not preaching to you about convenience, but it is convenience. Amen. Hallelujah. In Acts 24 tonight, hallelujah, I want you to just kind of as pastor would say, and I think Brother Mason's used it a few times too. If you just lean in with me just a little while tonight, hopefully by the help of the Lord that I can encourage us and strengthen us tonight. Hallelujah, that he's going to do something in our midst. I don't know, tonight, today has just been one of those days that when I've sat down to listen to music, it seemed like that every song that come on was speaking to me. And tears start flowing down my cheeks, and that's all right. Amen. I, I don't care to be a broken man as long as I'm broken for the Lord. Amen. I want to be broken for Him. Hallelujah. Acts chapter number 24, and I won't bother you with a bunch of verses like I did Wednesday night. I know y'all thought I just went crazy, Bishop had, and reading all those verses, and but... Uh, Chapter 24 of Acts, and starting at verse number 23. 
very familiar scripture. And he commanded a centurion to keep Paul and to let him have liberty. That he should forbid none of his acquaintance to minister coming to him. And after certain days when Felix came with his wife Drusella, which was a Jewish, he sent for Paul and heard him concerning faith in Christ. And as he reasoned of righteousness, temperance, and judgment to come, Felix trembled and answered, Go thy way for this time. When I have a convenient season, I will call for thee. He hoped also that money should have been given him of Paul, that he might loose him. Wherefore, he sent for him the oftener and communed with him. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the word. The word tonight will always speak to us, God, if we'll open our minds. I pray that, God, you would use me as your servant, Lord. I'm only a container, Lord, of the message that you give. Asking you, God, to move through me, Lord. Lord, be the voice to encourage and to strengthen your people tonight. Oh, God, in Jesus' name. I give you glory and honor and praise tonight for the word of God that's ever settled. In Jesus' name, amen and amen, and you can be seated. We are living in a world of convenience. You know, we put the clothes in the washer and we push a button and it kind of washes them until it gets done. Then it kicks off. We throw them in the dryer and we push a button and out they come. You know, we go to the refrigerator, a lot of us. I'm not, I don't, mine's old. But go to the refrigerator, many times on the outside, we'll just push the cup under there and out some comes some crushed ice or if you please, cubed ice, and then you stick it over here and you get you some water and you, you've got ice water, right? On. Don't even have to get in the fridge anymore. Don't have to put cubes in it. It just kind of just does it for you. We're living in that world, and, 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 and it's so convenient now, you know. We've got all of these fast food restaurants, and you drive up, and, uh, you know, and you're making your way through the line, and you get, you get food just... Everything is at the, well, maybe not at our McDonald's, but. <laughs> not all of it's fast food, I guess, but it's supposed to be. I can remember the time when they had a three-minute clock or something that they set, and if you didn't get it within three minutes, why, you got your food free. They'd be giving all theirs away today. Uh, but. But we're living in that world today. It's microwavability. All of the food now, you can, get, you can get whole meals and pop it in the microwave and hit a button. In a few minutes, you can have a whole meal. You, you, you don't even have to go to McDonald's or Burger King or any of that if you don't want to. You, you can just throw it in there and out comes a whole dinner. Amen. All put together. It's, it's, it's convenient. Everybody said convenient. See, the word convenient means conducive to comfort or ease. It means suitable. It means favorable. It means timely. And it means handy. Everybody like handy? Amen. You don't even have to go in the bank and get your money anymore. You drive along this little thing and plug that card in, it'll send the money out to you. You can do it on Sunday or whatever day of the week you want to. You just do it here and get there before the bank closes. Come on, I'm talking about convenience. Hallelujah. And if we look at our scripture tonight, Felix wanted a convenient time. A convenient time. I'm going to preach on the spirit of convenience. 
used to, you know, you just prayed and you prayed until the answer come. And now, you know, if it don't come in a week or two, everybody said, well, the Lord don't care nothing about me. You know, he, he hadn't even answered my prayers. But we're living in a world that thinks everybody's got to be, everything's got to be convenient. Your healing and, and you even going to church needs to be convenient. Well, I wish the pastor would sit in the mouth Sounds like it. I don't hear nothing up here. Thank you, G. Thank you. At least I can hear myself now. Thank you, Lord. Maybe that's all I need to hear. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So Paul, amen, Paul's sermon that he preached in this context of Scripture hit Felix head on. The sermon that does not reach the heart is worthless. Now I'm searching tonight to preach something that will grab a hold of your heart. Paul preached of righteousness and temperance and judgment to come. He preached about the now and he preached about the future. And he preached about the things between. And Felix I believe he began to tremble because Paul had brought him to the place of his past. He was married to somebody that really wasn't his. Amen. And now he had come to the place till Paul brought reality to him that there is a future that's waiting. And not everybody's future is going to be the same. It may not be convenient. It may not be what you want. But I'm going to tell you, it's how we live. Come on. Yes, sir. It's how, it's how often we come to church. It's how often we praise the Lord. It's how often we pray. Come on. It's how often we worship. Come on. Yes, sir. It's how often we call on the name of the Lord. It's, it's how often we just sit down. After hearing all of this, he was hoping that Paul would have given him some money. In other words, he would have turned him loose if somebody would have just produced a little cash. It's who you know, church. Come on. It's called convenience or a way to make your living. Come on. Hallelujah. And there are so many churches today that they're out for that. I'm sorry, but TV ministries that's got homes every place. They've got, they've got great big homes, and, and they're reaching out for your money. 
Stay with me a little while. They're searching for your money. And they've got money stacked up in their own home. And I wonder how much of it's really going to the work of God. Come on. I'm talking about convenience. Come on. People likes convenience. You know, we're living in the day of computers. We're living in, in the smartphone age, you know, when you don't even have to have a computer no more because you're carrying one around in your pocket. You don't need the computer no more to get on Facebook. You've got a little old computer in your pocket. Some of them not so little no more. Almost look like a small TV. But anyway, you've got one in your pocket. You can watch a show. You can hook into the Internet. You can, you can go on there and you can find whatever you want. It's called convenience. Right. Sister McGee and I was coming home the other day, and guess where from? You know, I think it was McDonald's, and, and we happened to get to Ninth and Cherry, and there was a lady that had walking across the street, and I, oh, I ain't got my cell phone with me. See, that's how good I am with it. Yeah, give me your phone. Oh, this one's pretty. And this lady, Sister McGee, you correct me if I'm wrong, but she was walking across the street, and she about missed the curb and fell over. She caught herself. You know why? Because she was looking at convenience. Woo! Oh, I'm about to preach. Somebody say convenience. convenience. We're living in a world today that they want convenient church. When they walk into the house, they want to know what's going on. So you know what's happened in the mega churches? They hand them a little program. This is what we're going to do. And I would to God that nothing got out of order. Oh, oh, oh. oh, it'd be terrible if they'd be around here sometime and the altars filled up, you know, before the preaching ever began. It's not supposed to happen like that. Yet we're living in the day when people want convenience. Oh, I'm not one convenience for me, but I'm one convenience for you. In other words, you've heard pastors say it a lot of times that the altar is never closed. In other words, if you feel like come to the altar and somebody sung a song that's grabbed a hold of your heart, you better come because that's a convenient time for you. Come on. It's a spirit of convenience, and it's good, and it's bad. Hallelujah. Mega churches is like Felix. They're, they're after the money. They're after big numbers. Here a while back, Sister McGinn, I heard of one. How many services was it, dear, on, on Easter Sunday? 36? Had to have 36 different servers to accommodate everybody. And I, I'm sorry. Sister Sheila, the first thing that hit my mind, I wonder how many of them felt anything. They put on a show. They put on a program. But I taught a long time ago. I read about the program. I, I read about what the program's all about. A program, I looked it up, see what it meant. It said it's a pre-packaged, come on. It's a pre-packaged deal that has worked for someone, somewhere. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. It's worked one time or another for somebody, so they packaged it up, and now they're sending it to you as it works. Come on, it's like church growth, and some of it works and some of it don't. In different places, it don't work the same. Come on. <laughs> oh, yes. These churches want their people to feel comfortable. Come on. This is the problem today. In our world of convenience, people, rather than looking for a church that's preaching truth, they want a church that is convenient. They're looking for a church to satisfy them. I'm telling you, I'm looking for a church that satisfies God. Come on. I'm sorry. I'm not preaching for you, but I'm preaching for the master. Because when I stand before him, 
I'm going to give account of the preaching that I've preached. And he's going to decide whether it's good or whether it's bad. God, let me ever not get in that place of the sin of convenience. Hallelujah. Mega churches are here to please people, not to please God. They're wanting what you, whatever it is you want. They, they, they've got it, you know. Hey, we, we've, we have all these services. We have supper on Wednesday night. You can come and eat supper and then go to church, and we'll have church for maybe an hour. Probably get out earlier than that. We'll have a little Bible study. We'll have a little program, and you all can go home and watch your favorite show. Come on. Stay with me. I said this is the convenient world that we live in today. I'm here to preach hell hot and heaven good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. See, church is a place to live right and not just do your own thing. It's not about me. Come on, it's about the Savior. When I walk through these doors, it's no longer about me. Come on. It's about the kingdom of God. Come on. It's all about Him. Come on. This is a place that I come to worship Him. It's not about me, but it's about Him. Oh, Bishop, I don't feel like worshiping tonight. Truth is, I didn't even, you know, I don't feel like coming to church tonight. I know right now we've got a lot of people sick. I'm not, don't, I'm not down to nobody that's sick. Understand that. But I'm talking about some people that don't have an excuse. Come on. And, and I'm not talking about you if you haven't been here for a while. That's all right. I'm glad you're here. I'm just glad you're here. Hallelujah. But I want to tell you something. It's not always going to be convenient to be here. Oh, oh, Jesus, hallelujah. Sister McGee, it's not always convenient to do those things that we ought to be doing. Come on, it's, have you ever found out that it's not convenient to pray? The devil, come on now, he'll make it oh, so inconvenient for you that if you're not watching it, you'll say, forget it today. I'll do it tonight, and then something happens tonight, and say, I'll catch up tomorrow. And what it is is you just get behind because it's not convenient for your schedule. But I'm telling you, we got to take time out to pray. We need to pray. We got to pray. Come on. We got to fight this bug of convenience that's trying its best to work its way into the house. Hallelujah. Glory. Hallelujah. It's not even convenient to preach anymore. Our pastor just tore it up this morning. I don't want to idle Jesus. I don't want to just be able to move him around just like I want him to be. I want to be the guy that he can move around wherever he wants me to be. I'm not interested in idle Jesus, but I want a Jesus that's alive forevermore. He's risen. Come on. He's risen. He's not in the grave anymore. Too many times we try to keep him there. But we need to let Jesus out of the grave. We put him in the box and decide there ain't nothing he can do about our situation. But I want you to know there's everything he can do about your situation. In fact, can I tell you, he knows your situation even before he asks. Before you even ask him, he knows what's going on. And he's not taking it lightly. Come on. Yeah, it's been over two years, Brother Wright, since my heart surgery. And I kept thinking, Lord, when are you going to come on the scene? What well, I'm going to tell you, there's been some purpose in it. I've had to battle, and I want to tell you something. As long as we're here, we're going to have to battle. Come on. We're going to have to always battle convenience because it's with us now until the Lord comes. I'm sorry. It's not going to go, it's not going to go back 50, 60 years. Sister Don got me a book, and I've been reading it, and it's, 
quite amusing. It's kind of remind me back of home. I remember back in Indiana when we didn't have electricity and we had Carol Coyle lamps. Man, all at once when we come from Indiana to Illinois, we had electricity. My goodness. Running water from the pump. And then we finally got water inside. Still had the outhouse. I know everybody remember those. Come on, church. I'm talking about convenience. We can be too convenient. It seemed like, and I, I don't know. Maybe it's not that way, but it seems that way to me. Growing up through those years, Sister McGee, Sister Margaret, she'll, she'll, she'll be with me. Growing up through those years, it seemed like that we had more time then than we do now with all the convenience. Everybody said convenience. Come on, convenience can spoil you. And somehow, I can even say this because it takes away your time. Yeah, I know, I know everybody's saying, well, how can that be? I'm going to tell you how that can be. Because it gets you so busy with everything else that you forget about what's important. I can never remember, I can never ever remember as a child of mom and dad not having time to pray. I'm going to tell you, Paul, I remember, son, Mamma and Papa, before they went to bed, I'm telling you, the roof would raise off because mom and daddy was in there praying. Mamma and Papa, son, was in there calling on the name of Jesus. Come on. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. And it was convenient then. Yet we don't have any convenience now. Everything is going so fast that there's not enough time to get everything done that you want done. Yet it's expected of you. It's so convenient now that you walk in Walmart and if you don't want to wait on a checker, they'll send you through one of these lines and you can do it yourself. I refuse to do it. I told my wife, I'm not doing it. It's just taking away another job. I want to say, you idiots, I'm not that dumb. I may be old, but I'm not that dumb. I'm not taking somebody's job. Yet this is what the world has thrown at us, and they expect us to swallow everything they throw. I'm going to tell you, I'm still old-time Pentecost. Woo! Hallelujah. Oh, yes, sir. Hallelujah. Oh, I know y'all are. I know y'all kind of stuttered when I said that word idiot. Well, I'm telling you, the world is an idiot. Hallelujah. Come on, I'm going to keep on preaching the gospel. Hallelujah. Pleasing, church pleasing. Church pleasing. That's, that's what it's all about, church pleasing. Convenient. Well, when are your services? How many services you have? You know, I like to go fishing so on Sunday. So do you have an early one, the early bird service so I can come? Boy, it's getting quiet in here. I don't think nobody in this church goes fishing on Sunday. If you do, I hope it's for souls. Because I want to make you fishers of men. Come on, hallelujah. But we're talking about the message of convenience. Come on, hallelujah. It's a spirit that grabs a hold of the church and it takes a hold of you so tight that you can't get loose. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Preachers today, we're in this place, if we're not careful, they're preaching sloppy grace. But grace is not sloppy. Grace is clean and it's righteous. It's God-given. And it don't give anything that is sloppy and unclean. But it's clean and it's good. 
And it's all right to partake of. It's good grace. Hallelujah. Grace goes through a lot. Everybody's got their own definition of it. But I'm going to tell you, it's getting what you don't deserve. Instead of judgment, it was grace that God gave. He showed mercy, but he gave you grace. And that grace was sufficient for every one of us. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Felix was hoping Paul would give him some money. He was wishing somebody would just give him a little money. That's all he wanted. Just give me a little money. I'll listen to anything for a little money. Mega churches will put up with anything for a little money. They do it all the time. People get their way. You can put in your two cents and they'll do it. Because they're after the numbers. And they're after the numbers in the bills, too. They're after your billfold. They've got their hand in your pocket. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He thought if, he, if somebody would just hand me some money, I'd, I'd loose him and I'd let him go. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, you can't bug or buy your way into heaven. Hallelujah. With money, you can't do it with good deeds. There is too many people that's trying to do it with good deeds. That don't work. It's not how much good you do. You know what? God's looking on the heart, and he's wanting to see what you're made of. Hallelujah. He, he wants it to swear. Uh, he wants it to where you don't look at the world of convenience, but he's wanting somebody with a mind to work. We're living in a world today, they don't want to work. Brother Mason is that in that position where they can't keep workers. Come on, they, they, they stay a part of the day, and the first thing you know, so-and-so that they just hard's gone. My other son-in-law, Dales, he's, he's in a position, a vice president position. He, he talks about how that you can't get nobody that wants to work now. My cousin, one of my cousins is... Is a, is a manager at McDonald's. She come and she sat down by my wife and I one day and she said, have you got anybody in your church that wants to work? You tell them come here and I'll give them a job. She's supposed to have, I forget, 85, 75, something. She only had 35 workers. They're walking out faster than they can harm. Come on, church. I'm talking about convenience. Brother Mason just taught about it. Just preached to us about it. Entitlement. We're living in a world that wants convenience and they're entitled before they ever do anything. Come on. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Good deeds won't get you there. Come on. Works won't get you there. Come on. Hallelujah. I said works won't get you there. But you do have to live a life. Come on. You gotta live, you gotta have a you gotta be like a David, a man after God's own heart. You've gotta have a heart after God. You have got a mind to pray. You've got to have a mind to worship. It's not gonna come easy. You're gonna have to work for it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. See, Jesus didn't come to give do away with the law, but he come to fulfill it. He came to do what the law couldn't do. Hallelujah. He come to take away the sins. He come to, to blot them out. Come on. If they wouldn't have to be moved forward a year, but he could take care of them. He came to make you clean. That song, it says, I'm clean. Clean. I want to be clean. Come on. Hallelujah. And it's not convenient to be clean anymore. If you're clean, you're not cool. Just ask them at school. Ask them at your workplace. You don't drink. 
You don't party? I'm talking about convenience. It's convenient to go with the world because you can just stand and they'll take you wherever. You don't, have to, you don't have to wonder where they're going because they'll lead you there. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. He come to do away with sin. Came to make us clean. Our postmaster several years ago, not in this city. Our postmaster talked to Sister McGee one I one day telling us that she was getting ready to change churches. She said, because you never hear anything that we're we're all just ready to go to heaven. She said, I've never heard I, I, I knew there's no way I could be that good. Yet all we heard was good, how good we were. He said, there was never no sin. Sin wasn't mentioned. She said, and I told my husband, we're changing churches. I know I'm not that good. Come on. But we're living in a church world today that they want to make you feel like you're good so you'll keep on pouring the money in. Just pass the money, and if you can't cup, send it in the mail. Spirit of convenience. Yes, sir. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No way she was that good. No preaching about what you ought to be like, but just how good you were. It's not been really very long ago. I talked to a young man, and he was going to a church, and he was telling he was telling me the story. He said, I've got problems with this church. I, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to have to find another church. He said, because when people are baptized, he said, nobody ever knows it. He said, you'll come in sometime later and said, they go off and do it when nobody's at church. I know there's some people that's like that and wants it private, and that's all right. That's, that's all right. We don't have a problem with that. They can do that. But he said, you never know about nothing. You don't know, you don't know about whether somebody come to the altar and found God or not because you never see that either. They're taken back in a little room, Brother Jerry, and they're, they're you know, hey, we, we're living in a convenience. If it's convenient, then that's what we're going to do. He said, I'm worried. He said, will you tell me something? He said, I'm not even sure what kind of church. He said, am I a non-denominational church? He said, what is that? I said, it's more or less that you can be a Christian, you can be a Catholic, you can be a whatever you want to be, and you can come to church, and we'll make you feel comfortable. It's a convenient church. It's, it's all for your convenience. You don't have to go to one denomination, but we got them all covered. But I'm telling you, they don't have them all covered. I wouldn't give you a dime for something you cannot feel. Come on. When the Lord poured out the Holy Ghost... On the day of Pentecost, and they began to speak in tongues as the Spirit of God gave them utterance. Come on. There was power in that place, and Peter preached a great message that day. And 3,000 souls were added to the church besides the 120. Come on. I'm telling you, he's the way. How, and it may not... It's not convenient for you to come down the altar and cry and bawl and squall and all that. It seems like anymore. Hey, I went to a church, and I won't tell you where it was at, but I'll tell you it was in this area. And I went to a church, and I seen two or three of these people. It was a revival. And, and we went, and there was two or three people that went down the altar. They was bawling and scrawling, and, and somebody come and got a hold of their arm and took them back to this little room, and the next thing you know, they was back out, and they was reading their sins. Well, I'm going to tell you, nobody has to know your sins, only God. I can't do nothing about them, but he sure can. Come on. He can wipe them away and cleanse you. I can't do nothing about them. But I can praise God that he's done something in you. It's convenience, church. Glory. Hallelujah. 
I'm hunting for the favor of God. Hallelujah. Not the favor of people. I'd like for you to say amen. But if you don't, I'm not going to change the message for you. Come on. Yes, sir. I'm not going to change the message just because they don't say amen. Because every now and then it gets quiet. When you start stepping on toes, people get quiet. I'm reaching for the message that will convict the heart and change your life. It's a spirit of convenience that's got a hold of the church. Pastor, you need to change your services so they're more convenient and we can have more family time and we can go fishing and we can go camping and, and it's all right to camp. Just don't leave church out. It's all right, and it's all right to go and miss once in a while. I'm, I'm, everybody's got to have a everybody's got to have some time off. I understand that. Everybody's got to have a breather. I understand that. There's, there's no problem with that. But I'm telling you, don't make it so convenient that you've got an excuse every time something comes around. Because I wonder what it'd be like when you start calling on the name of Jesus and you need a healing real bad, like a right now thing. You need a miracle. I wonder what it's going to be like. If he put you off. Thank you, Jesus. It's convenient. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, I want the fire of God to consume me and burn out all the wrong deeds, all the idle words, all the bad thoughts, all the wrong talk, all the gossip, all the contention, all the lust, and all the uncleanliness. I want him to burn that stuff out of me. The fire, I want the fire of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Bible speaks about the Holy Ghost and the fire. I want the fire that will consume me. Come on. It's not convenient to get burnt out. But I need burnt out and we need burnt out. There's some things in our life that seem to be convenient that we need to get rid of. Because all it's doing is holding us back. I'm going to preach a sermon about it, but one of these days. I seen something that stirred my heart the other day, Pastor. And it was an a, a American Jew, a lady. She'd been over here for a lot. I don't even remember how many years she said. And she had just kind of quit practicing all her Jewish practices. And about a year or so ago, something got hold of her and she felt like she needed to go back and pick up these things she used to do. And this newscaster asked her how things was going. She said, I'm going to tell you, it's rough. You know what she said? The hardest thing to turn loose of was all these gadgets in America. All of these things that are convenient. Because when she went to the Sabbath, she, she, was, she was supposed to shut everything down on Saturday. Come on. Shut all those things down, not, not use none of that stuff. No communication with nobody. She shut off her phone and all that. She said, that was the hardest thing for me to do. But she said, I'm telling you, I've grown accustomed now to doing some things that I didn't do. Come on. Some good things. I find myself meditating. Come on, church. You found, she found herself doing some things she should have been doing all along. There was a time, church, that we did shut up. Yeah, pastor does it every first part of the year. We have media fast and all that, and that's a good thing. No more playing, you know. The TV and the computer and the phone. We put all that stuff aside 
And it's all right to listen to Christian music. Come on. It's all right to watch a church tape. Anything that's inspirational. Come on, church. Yeah, I know. And some of you would say, well, some of this is inspirational. But we need to lay some things down. I'm about to close. Somebody say, I want to be clean. But Mason, you can come. Somebody say, I want to be straight. Bible says straight is the gate, narrows the way. Few there be that find it. We're living in a day that's looking for more convenience. Just a couple of weeks ago, Sister McGee and I was looking at another car. We prayed before we left home about it. We looked at that thing, and it had everything but the kitchen sink. It had and probably some of you got this, and that's all right. If you've got it, that's all right. I used to work on them, so I don't want all that junk, because the more junk you got, the more there is to go wrong. I got too much junk on the one I got now. I shut the car off after I drove it. The seat started moving back so I could get out. I guess that would come in handy at times because when I drive after Sister McGee, I got to move the seat back or I can't even get in. She drives under the steering wheel. And we started, to, you know, putting all this stuff in her mind. Was going home, and she said, "Man, that was a nice car." I said, "Yeah." I said, "Man, it had everything." So I told him, "I said, we'll let you know on on a Monday after Sunday. I want a weekend to pray about it." Lord answered my prayer on a Sunday, and somebody else bought it. We're wanting to buy it. I couldn't sell it. Somebody needs a car worse than I do. It was convenient. It would. Oh yeah. It would been great till something went wrong and then it cost buku bucks I told sister McGee I said you know what I kind of know what we got I believe I'll just hold on to it even though I don't like some of the things about it I hate I don't like them heavy doors I'm, I'm going to take them out brother Fred and let him work on them a while He's see if he can get them things to close better everybody say convenience it's a spirit. Could we stand? Thank you, Jesus. What I really want tonight is I want it to be convenient for somebody to come to this altar. I want to make it just convenient as I can. you but sometimes I take a look and say look to my wife and say you know what I kind of wish things would just slow down for a while anybody ever wish that anybody ever wish it just slow down for a while you know I wish you know this train had stopped and I could get off for just a little while But Mason, be real good if you could just kind of slow down a little while at your job. You can enjoy life. Just, just, you know, just a month off with pay. Come on. You be, see, see, the enemy has taken some conveniences away. He, he's taken away the time of, with your kids. He's breaking up homes that way. He don't want you to have family times. He breaks up marriages like that. 
The more time you have with your family, the more you love them. Because you got time to love them. But everything is so rush, rush today. Anybody ever remember a day just lately that you've had enough time to do everything you wanted to do in a day? How many's behind? How many would like to get a little more done? But you're committed to this and that so much that there's no time. But I'm going to tell you what. There's one thing that you and I is going to take time for, and that's eternity. One of these days, time is going to end. I heard some people was worried about me Wednesday night. Man, you sure you're all right? Up there preaching like that? One individual come to me after church and said, I thought I'd seen you holding your heart. I said, I haven't had a heart pain. I never had one before my surgery, much less after. The only kind of pain I've had is for sin-sick souls. When I start thinking about my family and I start thinking about yours, when I start thinking about all of those that have walked through these doors and have sat on these pews and been filled with the Holy Ghost baptized in Jesus' name. I start saying, Lord, no matter if it's a convenient time, even in the wee hours of the morning, Lord, Speak to me that I'll pray for somebody. God. Oh, Jesus. This altar is open tonight. As Brother Sister Mason sings something, I'll hand this back to Pastor. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about our services and activities, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the username FACMC. Again, that's FACMC. Thank you and have a blessed day.